telling you what's up in movies and TV. I know you could feel me. Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on yet. And if you want hook, we're gonna go and take a closer look. And no show is the same. We always got a different game. Always got a different game. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode 12 of the Geeked Up Podcast. I'm Devin Barnes. With me always is the man, the legend, Mr. Yo-Yo-Yo himself, Liam Whalen. Yo-Yo-Yo. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> That's why they call me Mr. Yo-Yo-Yo. That's right. He's not Asian. <laughs> he does it every episode, folks. So, welcome back to the show. Great to be here. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you haven't checked out last episode's Game Time, remember to check that out, episode 11. Yeah, big thanks to uh, again to Joe Simmons, the NYC Tour Guide. Check out nyctourguy.com. Guide. Yeah, not guide. And not, don't spell out New York City here. We're going the letters nyctourguy.com. That's Joe's uh, blog website. Does a great job. Thanks again for him for episode 11, Game Time. That's Be sure to check that out. That's right. Thanks again, as always, Andre Davi for the Fat Beats. Right? Hot Kids tracks. still say Fat Beats. It's uh, Andre Davi or SoundCloud.com backslash Andre Davi. Like us on Facebook. Email us in at thegeekedupodcast at gmail.com. The Geeked Up Podcast. Got to throw that the in there, folks. Check us out on iTunes. That's hit, right. Hit us up on iTunes. If you're hanging around iTunes. And then, the clouds, you know. Speaking of emails, let's uh, bring us to, uh, we got a few emails from the last episode. We'll read you one. And we got an email here that says, Hey, Devin and Liam, just listened to my very first podcast, and it was Geeked Up Episode 11. So nice. right now, I don't know if she means the first episode of our podcast or her very <laughs> first podcast ever, and yeah. she just stumbled upon Episode 11 of the Geeked Mark Up Podcast. Mark Merrick does a great job at WTF. What <laughs> yeah. a podcast. But she's got the Geeked Up instead. So she says she loves comedy and movies, stand-up. I know you thugs feel me, but whatever is funny, it makes me laugh. Not that you'll really care, but some of my favorite comedians. comedians well, thanks for emailing in, by the way. I'm yeah. not going to care. Yeah, we care. We care. And we actually asked you to email in because yeah. uh, that was a part of the closer look. And she named us some of her, some of her favorites. Some of them fell on our list, too. And hers was uh, Maya Rudolph, Wanda, si- Wanda Sykes, Lena Dunham, Kristen Schaal, Gilda Radner. you got to love the great SNL ladies. She said that, not me, by the <laughs> way. No, Melissa McCarthy from movies and TV shows like Mike and Molly, in case you don't know her. Okay, and, I didn't. So the fat chick go. from Mike and Molly. All yes, right, I got gotcha. you. Right. Not to be confused with the fat guy from Mike and Molly. <laughs> and then, of course, Ellen DeGeneres. Who could forget? Good old Ellen. Best of luck with all your future podcasts. Terry from Wilmington, Delaware. All so, right. So Terry from Delaware. Thanks for writing in. We expect a uh, signed copy of a picture of the Geeked Up Boys. (laughs) For a very strong email. But um, I guess that'll kind of bring us to it. And what show would be a show without little R.I.P. news to really grim things out before we start? Yeah, we've been uh, on a hot streak here with the R.I.P. news. We've uh, been uh, missing the last conspicuous by its absence was the uh, lack of dead wrestlers the last couple weeks. So there must have been listening to the show. Must have been listening to the show. There, we got to band together, man. We're making uh, too many waves on this geeked up podcast, but not in a good way. Yeah, we really shocked the light. We 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 scared them straight. This <laughs> world of professional wrestling. So you know, sometimes we do R.I.P. Sometimes we do almost R.I.P. news, and then uh, we'll start the little almost R.I.P. news. And uh, Devin Barnes from the Geeked Up Podcast. <laughs> hey, that's you. That's me. That's this. That's that's me. I decided to finally. Make my superhero costume and uh, go out there and try to fight crime. Just like a real geek would. I'm sick of reading about it, sick of watching it. And I got my ass kicked immediately and almost died. <laughs> He's claiming street thugs. I think that he went out in the uh, little tool from the internet lightsaber video. I think you tried to ch- I think you actually tried to challenge that guy, as you mentioned on the show. And he kicked your ass, rightfully so. And again, he sent you home. Me. Yeah, really. He sent no, you home with a broken back. Now he finally wants the video on the YouTube. Before he was throwing a big stink, but now he wants it on there. Or you could believe I just slipped down a flight of stairs in my building and <laughs> bruised my spine and injured my rotary cuff. One of those three stories are true. Yeah. Less embarrassing than the street thugs. Probably more embarrassing than the Star Wars kid, but... Yeah, still. I'm getting old out there, guys. I'm slipping and falling, but... Thanks for all the get-wells and well-wishes. And no, one bro- no one's going to break my balls about this, so... Yeah. 
Thanks, guys. But I'm alive. Didn't break my back. I can still walk, though I choose not to. I bought one of those hoverboard <laughs> things, so I'm good now. Time to uh, get pretty chubby. But in real RIP news, though, kind yes, of a... Uh, in actual, in, in all the way RIP news. I think one people care about a little more than my slip and fall is, uh, man, Scott Weiland died. Scott Weiland, yes. Obviously a frontman for Stone Temple Pilots. Stone Temple 90s. Pilots, and then he got made moves with uh, Velvet Revolver, too. Yeah, him and Slash teamed yeah. up for a run at Velvet Revolver, put out like a, at least one hit album, I think a couple other albums that... Not so much, but uh, yeah, really. Scott Weiland, like STP, definitely one of the great grunge bands. They kind of came in a little bit after Nirvana and that whole wave, but they were really strong with core. Yeah, and, they were. Uh, Big 90s band. He was a huge fan. Yeah, kept on kept on going, too. I uh, actually have seen him within the last year or so at uh, Irving Plaza in New York, which is literally a venue of like... That's a great theater, too, man, because it's either bands that are uh, up and coming or have been like, hey. Yeah, you know they're still doing shows. No shit. Yes. Scott Weiland's still performing. Oh man, yeah, dude. I saw Huey Lewis in the news there last night. Oh great. So yeah, so you went to the show, Scott Weiland. How was he at the STP show? Well, this yeah, and this was uh, not with STP though. He was with like a solo project. Showed up in classic Scott Weiland fashion, like forty five minutes late, and gave a uh, pretty shitty performance. <laughs> played a couple STP songs, but for the most part, a lot of his newer stuff that uh, he's been working on. Nobody ever <laughs> wants to hear that. That's always a uh, rough, Yeesh. rough proposition. It's usually when you go for the smoke break. <laughs> it was a long smoke break outside the uh, Scott Weiland show, but see, I thought I was going to. And see I have seen STP though too, like back several years ago, maybe like ten years ago or eight years ago or something like that. When they were on one of their many reunion tours. Okay. And, uh, and it was thing. Scott Weiland? Scott Weiland, yeah. It came out 45 minutes late. Half-hearted performance. <laughs> okay. See, now I saw – I th- almost saw Scott Weiland once, and that was also at Irving Plaza. But uh, I went to an STP show there. It was uh, This is about maybe a year ago. Pretty excited about it. I was like, oh, all right. Get there. I'm like so shocked. Waiting in line. We're going in. And so I was like, man, I can't believe Scott Weiland's going to be here. I, the guy's like, what? No. Is the dude from Lincoln Park is going to be uh, sitting in for Scott Weiland. I was just like, what? That's not Stone Temple. That's not Stone Temple. And uh, I was like, well, at least tell me it's the rappy guy. And they're like, no, it's the singy guy. Of yeah, course it was it's the singy rappy guy. rappy guy or whiny guy from Lincoln Park. But, you know, he uh, was 40 minutes early, <laughs> but it was still a terrible show. Yeah, he gave it was, a full-hearted performance. Yeah, he gave song. it his all, and it was uh, pretty terrible. It was imagine what you would think a Lincoln Park <laughs> STP collaboration would be like. Pretty brutal. And the funny thing about that, too, is there was people that were at that show that, like, knew Scott Weiland wasn't there. They, like, went there because it was STP and they knew the Lincoln Park guy was going to be there. But no one knew his name. (laughs) And not one person was like, oh, it's Mitch from uh, Lincoln Park. Everyone was like, it's the Lincoln Park guy or, like, the singing guy from Lincoln Park. But no one once, like, called him, like, Mike or Steve. Like, no one knew his name. (laughs) Nor us. We knew we were going to talk about him here and we didn't even look up his name to throw it out there to pretend like we knew or cared, but... Yeah, and I challenge every one of you out there to say it out loud right now. If you're listening to the show, say it out loud. You can look it up later, but I guarantee you, your biggest Linkin Park fan out there does no idea what this guy's fucking name is. So, hilarious, but R.I.P. Scott. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. One of the, uh, still a couple, Chris Cornell's still out there knocking around. All of the members yeah. of Pearl Jam still knocking out. That's right. But, but uh, Cobain, you know, aren't the Smashing Lane Pumpkins Staley. still alive? They're just not doing anything. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the world definitely, definitely not doing anything. The world's done with you, Billy Corgan. <laughs> Why couldn't it have been you? <laughs> but R.I.P. Scott Weiland. But anywho, that'll bring us to this episode's news portion, of course. The news. The, the news. Chicka 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 news time. Whoa. Extra extra. Big shout out to Andre Davi. That was his newest song that he put. No beats. <laughs> But just uh, I know Andre Davi, but uh, yeah, the nose. <laughs> I'm talking about the nose. <laughs> oh my gosh! But of course, the big news story is same thing we started the show off with. It's finally here. People have already actually seen it. But Star Wars: The Force Awakens is finally upon us. Dun, 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 dun. Yes, the uh, for the as long as the Geeked Up podcast has been out, we've been talking about it. The show was uh, on, like in all actuality, kind of initially inspired or kicked off due to what was it like the Star Wars Force Awakens trailer coming out or like a no, big... just like that was it's the announcement that it was happening was coming out. It was Star Wars week. It was okay, May the fourth. Right. May the f- Yes, because this is, of course, Star Wars Eve, and we ain't talking about May the 3rd for no. May the 4th be with you. No, We're it's talking actually about here. The night before the uh, 11 a.m. Devin's going. It's actually midnight tonight. Is the uh, t- You couldn't get a ticket in town. I'm going to go try to scalp afterwards. Yeah, Jesus. Well, <laughs> you'll be paying a uh, top dollar, top dollar for the new Star Wars movie. 
But yeah, it's out there, man. People have seen it. I think there's even like before midnight. I think there's like seven o'clock, six o'clock shows. Yes, I guess there was a ninety-four percent Rotten Tomatoes review. So the mm-hmm. early sign, the early signs are good. Uh, well, yeah, Monday night was like the big shows. Hollywood premiere. So like they already showed the movie. Reporters have seen it. There was a review embargo up to like late night Wednesday where they weren't allowed to like give any reviews about it out there. But it's Thursday. It's out there. You yeah. know. Era. And it really feels like it. There's like really is just like a, a buzz around being in bars and stuff. People are talking about Star Wars and stuff. Like it really is a big thing. And I think it's because it's uh, obviously new movies that are getting relaunched. But it's kind of like one of these that came out so long ago that everybody, yeah. you know, like the age gap is so small because there's people that watched it when they were kids 30 years ago, and now the there's kids, kids today that still want to so see it. There's the people stuff. that like got introduced to the uh, one, two, and three movies. The you know the bad ones they came out the prequel movies yeah they're gonna, gonna be bad. they're gonna be shit out of luck because there's no uh, Jar Jar Binks or pod races or That'd be great <laughs> I wish we could get a little pod race in there there's a hilarious fan theory out there too that Jar Jar Binks is gonna turn out to be like the ultimate bad guy in this movie that it's all been leading up to that I swear to God if you guys look it up online I'm sure a lot of you probably know it too but there's like a very strong theory that Jar Jar Binks might actually be the bad guy. And I will tell you right now, I will be the one that walks out of the theater <laughs> if that happens. Misa, the racist, the bad guy? Like, Jesus Christ, dude. But no, it's over here. Everyone's got their theories out. What's it going to be about? I am on, like, internet radio silence right now. Like, I haven't looked up anything. I don't know. Besides yes. the trailers, I don't know anything about it. I've had and that is to kind of my speculations, but like that is kind of an interesting point about the uh, whole release of the movie too. Is we were kind of just talking about it. It does have like a huge, like a bigger than life kind of movie release feel. Mm-hmm. But for that kind of movie in this day and age, there really hasn't been much spoilers, or I haven't really heard much talk about. No, they've kept it deep what's under happening wraps. Or you know, uh, yeah, no, they haven't given anything away. Nothing away. You still haven't seen Mark Hamill in like the movie poster or the trailer, but he's, you know he's in it. But yeah, Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford and all, like all the old yeah. cast are going to be there at some point. But we're all waiting to hear when, how, and why. He's so good, you know. And it's just like such a great time, such a fun time to be a Star Wars fan too, because like the last movie came out like seven years ago, and like you know after Jedi came out, we were told like that was it. You know, that's the story, folks. Yeah. Nobody ever really thought they would ever After make it, it happened, or whatever. Yeah, there was always the talk of what they would be. Yeah, exactly. Who, yeah. Even well, even when the first three came out, that was told that's what you were going to get. They George Lucas always said there will never be a 7, 8, 9. You just didn't. You weren't going to get it. So there's all, like, the pretend of, like, what it is. People wrote books about it, like you said. Because I remember, like, when those three came out as much of, like, a huge, and mm-hmm. it was more or less the same thing with just, like, a huge, you know, pop culture buzz around. But even then, it was kind of like everybody was looking at those three prequel movies as, like, an Act like an anticlimactic yeah, build like we'll up take to the ones get. that they really wanted to see, mm-hmm. but everybody kind of looked at it as just like they knew that it was going to be a young Darth Vader, and it was like not the like not the Star Wars everybody was clamoring for. This was the Star Wars. Everybody yeah, was this for. really is, man. The original cast is back. It's a direct sequel to Jedi. Like, there's more story to tell. Oh my God, what's going on still? <laughs> yeah, they didn't win at the end. There's still three more movies left to see, and I couldn't be happier about it. And this is really not even just three more because they're at this point they are kind of leaving it open to making actual produced movies from this alternate Star Wars universe. Yeah, they're not just sticking to one through nine. You know, they're uh, breaking out from the actual chapters of the actual Star Wars movies, and now they're going to be start making movies. We'll probably get a Star Wars movie like every year, one a year. Because like they'll do their little side movies. It's the movies. new big franchise. Yeah, the Star Wars, like the newest Rogue wave. Between Episode Seven that's coming out today and then Episode Eight, there's going to be Star Wars, a Star Wars story, a Rogue One, which will be about the, how the rebels stole the plans to destroy the Death Star. So that'll take place between like, God, who knows, three and four. Yeah. So like, you're, we're gonna get so much stuff now. Ever since Disney bought it from Lucas for like a something billion. Yeah, they're kicking it back like, up. George Lucas like, there'll never be a seven, eight, nine, but I'll sell it to Disney for a billion dollars. They're like, cool, thanks. Guess what, guys? There's gonna be a seven, eight, and nine. Like, fucking cake rocks, Lucas. Because that's somebody that's like one of those things too that you always heard about as somebody that loved the Star Wars movies but hates to read. You always like <laughs> knew of the other Star Wars things mm-hmm. than just the when we were kids, you know, yeah. Star Wars: Return of the Jedi. I never checked back. So it was like, uh, but those were also like you never thought you'd see the movies of those. So now today's kind of the kickoff of just the yeah, next generation of why not? Disney's got the money, you know. They're doing the same thing with they, they own Marvel, they own Lucas, like they're just billion billionaires. And they can really do just, like, whatever they want, and they're doing it, and fools like me will keep paying top dollar for it and loving every minute of it. (laughs) But it's just, there'll never be that time again where there's, like, such, like, a long gap in Star Wars movies, which is almost kind of sad, too, you know what I mean? Like, like the excitement we are all feeling tonight, because we haven't seen a new Star Wars movie in seven years, or the direct sequel to Jedi hasn't been out in 30 years, like, it's just so much fun. Now, we're going to get overloaded with Star Wars, but, like... 
I'm still, yeah, I'm gonna love it. But there's and never saying there was kind of like that, like uh, when the Red Sox finally won, kind of feel where just like, well, half the fun was the fact that like yeah, we it, were always theorizing about this movie taking place and like mm. always hoping and wishing in the back of our mind, thinking maybe we'd see another Star Wars. But it's, so those, those days are gone, and the days, days of gone. a new Star Wars are here. That's right. That's right. So we're gonna take it for what it is. It's gonna be amazing. Fully equipped with black Jedi's. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's that right. And Lady Williams. Yeah, they're two beat stars. But also, you heard me, if you remember me talking about in, uh, past Star Wars rants, that another big exciting thing was going to be there was going to be some trailer premieres at Star Wars. Yes, it was kind of just helping out with the whole epic feel of the uh, Star Wars movie. They were going to be releasing the last trailers for a whole bunch of huge... Uh, yeah, or the first trailers for a couple and the last trailer for a big one. The three I remember mentioning was uh, that I thought there was going to premiere at the movie. They pretty much said it was going to. was going to be the Captain America Civil War was going to be uh, the new X-Men Apocalypse movie, and it was going to be Batman vs. Superman, the final trailer for that. The final for Batman, and then the first trailers for Captain America. And X-Men. And X-Men. Yeah. And they're already all out. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't wait. Yeah. The nerds were clamoring for it. I was clamoring Much for like it. Much like tickets going on sale at halftime of a football game. Yeah. They jumped the gun with this whole Star Wars thing. They did. They did, exactly. They the whole thing's been jumping the gun. So uh, we've watched them all. We've watched all the trailers. Uh, all look, uh, some look good, some look weird, <laughs> some look flat out terrible. Yeah, there's other uh, a couple other big trailers came out this week too, and like a trailer trailer review portion of the show. But there's mm -hmm. uh, the three that you're just mentioning that that were going to be seen at Star Wars, but then also uh, the newest ID4 sequel came out. What? And like uh, we've been waiting 30 years for Star Wars, we haven't been waiting at all for ID4 too. Yeah, five. It's been 20 years since that movie's come out. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the sequel no one's been clamoring for. And then also uh, Ninja Turtles had a big premiere. Yep, the sequel to their the sequel to. Uh, the first TMNT that came out, their reboot of the Ninja Turtles, their whole live action thing where it just looks like cartoons yeah. standing next to normal people. It's Maybe just we'll like just Roger Rabbit. That one because I did not see the first of this reboot legacy of uh, Ninja Turtles, but surprised, much to my surprise, it seemed like it was a little much for kids. Yeah. <laughs> you feel kind of stupid like you're sitting there and like it's definitely not for me. And I'm like, oh man, like I can't watch this Ninja Turtle movie. This is bullshit. Yeah, I want to watch a movie about Ninja Turtles. Why are they giving it for the kids? These Ninja Turtle movies produced by Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah, that was when you knew it was because it's a Nickelodeon film. Yeah, so. it's like, oh, yeah. That's well, I watched the first one, man. Like expecting big things. Like, oh, it's gonna be awesome. Like, look how, like, big and, like, cool they look. And I was like, God, this is fucking awful. I was like, oh, yeah, this isn't for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not supposed to be watching this. My eight-year-old nephew thought it was awesome. I was like, you're an idiot. This is a terrible <laughs> movie. The plot's jumping all over the place. <laughs> how do they... They all have different accents. What the fuck? <laughs> and that rat taught him karate. This is stupid. <laughs> and then also, I kind of, I remember... From the like ones from when we were kids, like the first live action ones, is I kind of like remember at the time feeling that they had kind of like a dark, edgy feel for mm. one of these movies. Yeah. But I think that was probably because I was an eight year old. So I wonder if I <laughs> yeah. was like in yeah. my 30s then if I would have hated it as much as I look like I would hate the new Ninja Turtles. No, I think the old one was better, man. And again, I haven't watched it since I was very little, also. <laughs> but like at least it was like real people. It wasn't like cartoons walking next to like humans. Like, yeah, it, was that's like true. it was like some doofuses in the turtle outfits. Yeah, Plus, it was true. a 90s movie, too. It probably was darker. You could get away with more shit. Like all the, Think about all those 90s movies. A lot of them were just like really yeah. dark. And Raphael like was kidnapped though. and shit. Yeah. It was tough. It was a tough one. But Yeah, and you're right, though, too, for like, a, like an age where they should have really perfected the uh, visual side of like these kind of just like these comic booky kind of uh, movies. This one looks especially horrid. It's yeah, just like yeah, cartoon, just like, like a blend of Megan Fox's real... The entire fight scene around her is fake. Like, I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, the whole thing's like Roger Rabbit. <laughs> it's like, at least yeah, they acknowledge it. There's just a dude hanging out with cartoons. Like, we got to pretend these turtles are real? So that one I'm probably not going to see. No, I'll probably see it. Not in the theaters. Because, <laughs> I mean, come on. Bebop and Rocksteady are going to be in this one. you got to check them out. And even they have uh, enough <laughs> Ninja Turtle talk, but disappointed in Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> and another thing that done to me about the Ninja Turtles is, did they ever fight anybody other than Shredder? All right, whatever. We'll go. <laughs> <laughs> but I 75 comics one fucking enemy I don't understand what... well speaking of that that makes me want to talk about the X-Men movie fucking this would be the uh, I think sixth movie but like in the whole canon there's all the Wolverine movies probably like the eighth X-Men movie they had and finally they're not fighting Magneto <laughs> old apocalypse they yeah, finally got another finally villain they of apocalypse like oh my god every movie they're fighting the same guy but Magneto is still in the trailer yeah, so. he's still in it <laughs> they'll probably be fighting him but not just him this time because now uh, Oscar and this Isaac... one kind of confuses me too because for like 
like a, a time that we live in where these X-Men movies have been flying out like nobody's business. This one mm-hmm. appeared to be more of like a prequel setup to the whole Well, yeah, X-Men they all where... – this whole like new – this is the third one of like the whole prequel anthology, the whole first-class anthology. And, uh, you know, the second one was Days of the Future Past where they had the original cast and like this new cast. They got to intermingle and they kind of like changed canon of the X-Men movies. But this is the third one in this. It's no the new cast, none of the old cast. It's just the new guys in this one. It's supposed to be a lot of their contracts run out after this. But there was like Cyclops and a couple of yeah. Videos. But it's like a younger version of them because this is set like the eighties. It's supposed to be in the eighties. <laughs> when we were kids now. in the nineties, was the X Men supposed to be in the nineties? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's no like timeline. The nineties X Men is one of like the greatest X Men timelines of all time. The Fox cartoons and like that crew of X-Men, the video game, the Genesis video game. Oh my X- god, or even the arcade game, like the big oh, arcade game with the machines where it was like six. So just sitting there pounding the thing, just feeding the quarters. Oh my god, the game was the best. Always play as Colossus, by the way. If you're ever playing that game, always play as Colossus. If you're ever in an arcade in the '90s playing X-Men, go to Colossus. Yeah, shout out to Barcade and uh. And if you want winner on next on air hockey, I'll see you there. Ooh, I got you on foosball though. <laughs> but yeah, so that's coming out, and it looks hokey as the rest of them. I'm sure people are gonna love it. I think I've even said this before, but. But I've never really liked any of these movies. There's just like so much you could do with them, and they've always just fallen. Yeah, so, so fallen so flat to me. And at least you know, I don't know. Good, good, good movie. Wrong studio, or like good. Yeah. You know, now, uh, if Marvel had the rights to them, team, they'd be awesome. Studio. Just like the new Captain America Civil War trailer it looks great. Yeah, and action one, packed. Still in the Marvel universe. The gangs all fighting against each <laughs> other. Yeah, and for much to my surprise, as somebody that doesn't like, that's not a big Captain America guy, this one actually did look like the best kind of mm-hmm. these cheesy kind <laughs> yeah. of action movies. Because X-Men... Jesus. But Captain America actually did, yeah, it looked like just a, you know, straight up kind of comic book like superhero comic book movie. movie. Yeah. But definitely, like, better fight scenes it looked like, and kind of just, like, the Batman vs. Superman... Oh, my God. ...which we're going to talk about was just, like, the cheesiest, most hard-looking... The worst. ...movie ever. Like, and see, now, both of these movies, too, like, the both, like, the good guys are fighting against each other. You know, Captain America, Civil War, you got Iron Man versus Captain America. But you care a little bit because you've seen, like, the past, like, 12 movies. Like, these characters are very established. Yeah. Where the stupid Batman versus Superman one, like, it's Ben Affleck's camp, you know, premiere as Batman. Yeah, it's, it's the uh, newest Batman. Henry Cavill's only, like, second time as Superman. And they're already fighting, and you don't <laughs> care. And they're already throwing cheesy lines at one another. Like, really cheesy like, lines. Like, really cheesy lines. Like, even the opening thing, dude, is just, like, Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent talking. And it's just a battle of, like, cheesy lines. Yeah. Like, there's literally quotes, like, it might be the Gotham in me, but I don't like people dressed up like clowns. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God, fuck off, dude. Or the, when Wonder Woman shows up, and they're tra- having, like, the classic guy banter. It's like, is she with you? No, she's, I thought she was with I you. I thought she was with you. I was like, oh, my God, this <laughs> looks so bad. And Batman dude. and uh, Affleck doing his bale Batman voice. Yeah, so awful. <laughs> and, again, you can tell in the movie, too, that, like, after they kiss and make up, there's a big monster for them all to fight at the end. <laughs> Oh, well, Batman was, versus Superman versus this monster. Yeah, because the whole trailer's like preparing you that Batman and Superman are against each other. But then after the cheesy Wonder Woman line in the movie, the next scene is like an equally cheesy, <laughs> yeah. those three like arm in arm with guns with like <laughs> yeah, heavy metal dude. playing in the background ready to fucking. So you, it tells you right there that apparently Batman and Superman get on the same page at yep. the end. If you were thinking it was really verse each other, but yeah, they all trying to figure out who Wonder Woman's with. And this one just is to me is like I love the Bale Batman's as everybody did, but kind of a little tapped out on the Batman mm-hmm. feel, especially with the looks of this, where it's like another kind of setting up introductory. But this yeah. one I think maybe kind of needs it because like first of all, what the hell is Superman doing in Gotham? You know what I mean? <laughs> They're in Gotham. Superman, get the fuck out of go. Go yeah, back to go uh, back to your sunny city. Go back yeah. to Metropolis. <laughs> exactly. Go back to Metropolis where you fight crime so he's in gotham which is a little bit of a mind fuck but then uh it just does not look it just looks like they're going for more cheesy action yeah it like looks super comic cheese. book action it really does i think it's almost like hand in hand with the ninja turtles movie not to get back to those assholes <laughs> but i put that in stock with this uh new and i wanted to see this too before i saw like they should have shown me all these trailers for this movie it's the third one they've each one have gotten progressively, progressively worse worse yes just show me nothing i would have ran to see this movie and now that yeah, i know exactly. so much just keep it oh, quiet yeah god it looks so bad but it's kind of just an interesting time because i think we're seeing like maybe a fear of star wars or just like trying to milk off the avengers or not mm. wanting to lose out to like but every studio right now just seems like has to be 
in competition launching their own, whether it's uh, Fox with X-Men or, you know, yeah. Ju- the Justice League series starting with DC or the Avengers going on with Sony or whatever or it is. Marvel, with, with yeah. Marvel, yeah, Avengers with Marvel and uh, Nickelodeon, of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they got to keep they up. they got to throw Nickelodeon's their hat in the mix, gotta, yeah. They could just make a Ren and Stimpy movie. We could all go and be happy. They got to make a fucking... <laughs> they got to buy Ninja Turtles out of Scott. If Michelangelo uses Gak as a weapon, I'm going to flip. It'd <laughs> oh, be great. Mm-hmm. Now that might sell me too, it, dude. <laughs> but enough of these trailers and movies. Let's get to a little TV news. And uh, big news, of course. We always talk about The Walking Dead. And yes. Since it's such a big show, I'm always going to do this for you guys. We're going to get some spoilers out there. So if you are one of the Netflix Walking Dead watchers, Go ahead and skip a few minutes past the show. Yes, if you're binge-watching your Walking Dead, just uh, move the icon over about yeah. two centimeters or roughly yeah, four exactly. or five minutes. Just skip know? ahead when we're not talking about Walking Dead anymore. <laughs> but, um, of course, the winter finale happened. And uh, and this is kind of like a little bit of a uh, catch-up, because where we left you last on Geeked Up, mm-hmm. it was right after the very controversial Glenn death. Is Glenn dead? Is yes. he not? But you, along with uh, the fellow yeah. Walking Dead fans on the internet, felt potentially not. And we were 100% correct. Yes. And, and you actually nailed the whole way it happened, too. You said there was people on top of him. Yeah, they were exactly. The well, I think that's what everyone assumed, but it was just so uneventful. Like It wasn't even actually at the finale. It was like a couple episodes before the or maybe the one episode before the uh, mid-season finale, but it was just so just like they showed it, and then there it was. He just crawled under a dumpster, and it was easy as that. No rhyme or reason to it. Just like, now he's alive. Yeah, yeah. Sorry for scaring you. Exactly, it was like yeah. such a cheap tactic. No heroic escape of him holding a zombie down and watching him get eaten. You know? Yeah, no. He just saw the guy get eaten on top of him, crawled under a dumpster, and somehow no zombie saw him do this. <laughs> and so, yeah, he survived. But then, you know, we go on now to the, uh, of course, the mid-season season finale. Uh, happened. Always the character has to die in the mid-season finale, any kind of finale, and it wasn't any big ones. It was the, uh, so big that I can't remember her name in the show, but it was the red-headed lady that runs the town they took over, Alexandria, and she got bit, and then she just died. She turned to a zombie and died, but a great thing was is the whole camp, the whole Alexandria's gotten now, like, bombarded by zombies. You know, they, yes. the walls are falling, there's zombies everywhere. There are zombies in Alexandra is kind of the big... Uh, right. So now how do they escape? You know, the zombies all know they're in this house. There's a whole herd of them. So they went back to a season one tactic where they took a bunch of, like, shirts and covered it in, like, zombie blood and guts and make it all smelly. And then they're able to free walk through the zombies. The episode ended with them walking out the door and just being able to, like, walk by the zombies because they smell and look like zombies. <laughs> and, of course, like, the big cliffhanger was, like, the one dopey kid, one of the, like, the survivors, like, kids, like, just randomly had a question for his mom. So in this whole... Zombie thing, gotta be very quiet. We're sneaking around. This kid's like, "Hey, mom!" And like that's how it dumb. ended. Yeah, I was like, "You fucking idiot!" Like, <laughs> what did you have to ask now? Like when you're outside. But my whole thing with that is, did and fucking Anne Frank teach you nothing, you little bastard. Keep your yap shut up there. <laughs> but what I like forgot that they can do this. That they can wear this shirt of zombie guts. Yeah, and can walk through a crowd. Why are we not always doing <laughs> yeah, this? Why like, is this not a part of life? Why does everyone's backpack doesn't have a zombie guns go bag? Like, Do you like hill figure shirts that much where you can't <laughs> yeah. fucking risking life to Yeah, not... really. Yeah, no, definitely. And this would also infuriate like, you know, more people me. would still be alive if you just <laughs> fucking wore the zombie shirts all the time. Yeah, you know how less stressful your life would be if you were just constantly covered in zombie blood? Look at Michonne. She made it work, you know? Yeah, she had zombie slaves. Yeah, exactly. Of course, like Roots. But uh, <laughs> but um, this would infuriate me as a fan of Walking Dead if I was one, which I don't watch. But any type of, anytime they, like, reuse one of the big tactics in any mm-hmm. type of movie or whatever, anytime they, like, reuse anything like that or escape plan, because you're right now, it just seems like if that was, like, good enough for two different escapes. Yeah, so this all works like, all the time then. Yeah, all right. And Perfect. Like, are they that thin on other escapes where they're like, all right, should we go for the zombie blood or should we go for the helicopter? What should we do? Hey, let's do zombie blood this week you know yeah again okay <laughs> that's right so yeah it was what it was it wasn't one of the greatest finales but you know the show's still decent at least like this whole season's been like very action-packed it's been really good so yeah i'll give him a slide on this but come on guys and this is only the mid-season finale yeah it'll going be, on uh, it comes winter back, break back for the spring semester and a couple uh it comes out on uh, valentine's day on valentine's what's day, more right? romantic than a bunch <laughs> of people getting eaten <laughs> i say nothing that's right, ladies. But, uh, so I think that maybe the that's where the action will pick back up. Is uh... And, of course, we're still waiting for Negan to show up. Yes, that was the that's... other like, big ending of the episode was that uh, Daryl and Abraham and 
I'm so bad with names. I just know him as the redhead guy, the black girl, and the uh, outdoors guy. <laughs> the they outdoors get uh, captured by the wolf pack at the end, and they mention Negan's name. So we already talked to you, told you that Jeffrey Dean Morgan was cast as Negan. So you're going to see him in the back half of this season, yeah. which is going to be so uh, that'll be something to look forward to. All the fans to. are clamoring about. Vicious zombie killer. Yeah, and people killer, too. Oh, shit. He don't give a fuck. <laughs> But, you know, we like to uh, spread all counts of news, so let's get to a little music news here. And, um, you know, we had a sad one with music news with Scott Weiland earlier, but uh, in great news, N.W.A. is to be inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. Because there is no hip-hop Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they get to be called Rock and Roll, but... I uh, that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is very liberal with the Rock and Roll name that they have. <laughs> yeah. Bringing uh, N.W.A. in. And also, NWA, like, NWA baby. would definitely be, like, a hip-hop Hall of Fame crew, but I don't know if they're For sure. rock and roll. Like, if, like you got to be a really big hip-hop act, I think, to cross over to, like, the rock and roll Hall of Fame. Well, I, I think just, imagine. like, NWA. Unless the, you know, they take everybody else, but, like, you know, your Tupacs, maybe your Wu-Tang Clans, you could see being, like, crossing over into, like, a mega iconic pop culture For thing. sure. But NWA was, like, pretty niche, and it was also, like, yeah, man, 35 also years like... ago that it was... Well, it's even that, but like the name, their name alone is like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, they've definitely had to switch to uh, NWA yeah. as opposed to the actual name that it stands for, yeah, the really. N words with attitude. N-words That's what they should attitude. go. With. Yeah, they yeah. should just go as the N words with attitude. NWWA. <laughs> but N- I find it very, uh, find it very ironic that they just had their big movie come out. And all of a sudden, that kind of gets the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame conveniently. Whoa, I think you know it's who because... we've been missing out on. Exactly. You know who would sell tickets to our ceremony this year? <laughs> this NWA reunion would be hot right now. Get that Easy E guy there. <laughs> He's what? Well, I think that's a big thing too. Is like obviously he died when a hundred percent straight out of Compton had a lot to do with them getting inducted. Oh, Millions yeah. of white people worldwide <laughs> found out what NWA was. Yes. Yeah, so then once I mean? knowing the backstory, we felt far less intimidated to like. Yeah. Dre, like, one of the members is now, like, a kid, like, a child movie actor, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Dr. Dre's selling headphones now. Yeah, they're, like, Dr. Dre's looked at as a respected businessman and Ice Cube's, like, in, like, <laughs> yeah. a yeah. In Bud Light commercials exactly. on every break. Right. He has done kid movies and whatnot. Yeah, dude. for sure. So, yeah. So they've kind of lost their edge, but they're still going into the... Uh, to the 2015 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class. I can think of two different instances they've both played cops in different movies and TV. <laughs> Let's just talk about that for a second. Yeah. They've all played cops. What well, happened, man? the police. Nah, man. Fuck they're with the police. <laughs> oh, get yourself a badge. <laughs> so they're getting in there. Good for them. I'm trying to think of this. What is I guess Run DMC is probably in there, too. But, I mean, even they jammed out with Aerosmith. So they're a little yeah, rock definitely, and roll. Definitely. Run DMC is definitely looking as, like, the innovators of the art. So you want to put them in there? I got yeah, no beef. I think they're in there. I'll get some beef, man. I'm going to say it out there. Email in if you disagree with me. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of like dogging John Wayne, too. Like, I hate John Wayne as an actor. And a lot of old-timers are like, what? He was one of the greats. And I'm going to say, dude, man, fuck Run DMC, dude. Like, I've just yeah, never been a sure. fan. And I'm like, not for any lack of effort. It's not like I'm like, those guys look ridiculous. I'm not listening to them. But, like, having listened to their songs, I'm like, dude, this shit is No, old school hip-hop cheesy. is just like, I don't know how they ever made it to new school hip-hop. Yeah. Because, like, how Biggie was ever sitting there listening to, like, Cool Modi. Yeah, like, really. Or, like, shit. Slick Rick. You know, like, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll claim one for the white boys, man. I think Beastie Boys helped push that along, man. Because those See, white Beastie boys, boys could definitely rock. rock and roll yeah. Hall of Famers. Oh, for sure they are. Definitely gave a little bit of legitimacy to, like, white people kind of felt less intimidated and just, like, mm-hmm. felt like it was more of a uh, respected thing. To Those get boys are fun. <laughs> they even have a dead member in the group, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're, they're 100% exactly. legitimate, exactly. dude. They've done it. Living in their rep, rep in Brooklyn, that definitely helps with the, uh, with the hip-hop community. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> definitely doesn't hurt. But then the one guy too from Run DMC, not the uh, not the Rev, but the other surviving one. If you ever see him in interviews, DMC, yeah, Daryl, I think his name is. Uh-huh. And anytime he doesn't sound like this when he raps, I was, I'm not dogging his rapping. But anytime you see him in an interview and he talks, it always sounds like he's about to cry. So it's just like, and then I was like, and it's like, what the fuck? That's how you talk. Pull yourself together. I understand why you rap now, man, because your voice is insanely annoying yeah, when you speak. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, even you rap whiny. That's a different take than the uh, <laughs> aggressive alpha male style rappers. Yeah, really. I used to get bullied and picked on as a kid. You know now. what I did? But uh, the other thing about like... Bubble gum and soda popping, hanging out. Because <laughs> Rum DMC would maybe be more respected for Run, I would say, than DMC. Because definitely not so much on the lyrics. Mm. They did kind of like invent the hip-hop beat style thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm think, not... Whereas that kind of is a weird aspect of it all. Because then you look at like your Dr. Dre's and like mm. your like your rappers that went huge after that. 
that are known for more of the beats have all like totally just stole their beats off of everybody and like Puffy just straight up samples like well, I mean, full Puffy, songs. Forget it. I mean, yeah, Dre yeah. totally with like all of the uh, Chronic was all just like Parliament Funk uh, songs. Yeah, man. Remember you found out when Regulators like I remember when I was a kid I found out Regulators was an old Michael like McDonald real, song. Yeah, I just, keep forgetting <laughs> we're not in love anymore. It's yeah. like wait a second, what? <laughs> At least Eminem let us know that Stan was an old shitty song or yeah, whatever. Right, right. right? But, but, uh, but good job, NWA, because it's good to get like some gangster rap in there. Because I don't know if Tupac and Biggie are even in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Maybe post-mortem, but like, I don't even know if they are. Well, definitely post-mortem. They yeah. definitely didn't get inaug- like inaugurated before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the uh, what the rules and stipulations were, but I'm pretty sure like the number one rule for having to for the number one rule for getting inaugurated in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is you have to be able to show up at the concert at the ceremonial yeah. concert which That's they sell tickets for. So without Tupac or Biggie, I don't know if they're uh, gonna be moving a lot of ticks at the ceremony. So that usually rules you out because even who are the other guys? Uh, who are the other well, Hall see, of Fame inductees? That's what I'm hoping for. Like speaking of the concert, because you know a lot of these times of these Hall of Fame things, some of the groups will get together and do like, a collab song. So <laughs> maybe imagine, Tupac and Biggie will get back together for one last freestyle. Imagine battle. NWA with uh, some of like someone like Deep Purple is getting inaugurated. <laughs> a little hardcore Smoke on the Water remix. Um, cheap Deep Trick. Right? That's what they're called? Cheap Trick? Cheap Trick is a band, yes. But yeah, they're... But then there's uh, other ones, too, like Chicago. Chicago, which is like... Another, I don't know how they didn't make it in after their, like, Broadway-winning play or their Tony-winning play and, like, all their, like, Emmy-winning movies. I don't know what's taking Chicago so long to get in. I don't think you're thinking of... The, I think you're thinking of the play. Now, we're talking more about the band Chicago. <laughs> I think it wasn't the band. I think the whole musical is, like, all about the oh, band. No, right? maybe. Just, like, I think it's two Chicago's different. I'm pretty sure it's two different <laughs> things. Right? Was it about the city? I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's about the band, <laughs> goddammit. It's a tale of... But I want to see that uh, rap clap. If you leave me now, fuck a bitch, leave me. Yeah. <laughs> or even another great one would be... Smoking uh, weed. Yeah. It's not in the water. Yeah. <laughs> That's we don't purple. like to swim. Deep, <laughs> Deep Purple was a... Uh, we don't like to swim. We don't like to swim. <laughs> Deep Purple was a big uh, inspiration with uh, on Zeppelin, though. Mm-hmm. And Zeppelin, the players of Deep Purple and Zeppelin were kind of united. But it's then a, another one I like is, uh, like I said, Steve Miller is getting inaugurated in. And I got... Uh, Steve Miller, who I last saw performing... A free concert at Shea Stadium for fucking no people or at City Field. Oh, I saw them at Live Oak, Florida at a music festival where, I, where I got arrested for uh, less than a gram of weed oh, during a Steve geez. Miller show. But a little festival advice for you. If a uh, bald-headed guy in a Grateful Dead shirt but army boots walks up to you <laughs> with jeans tucked into his army boots walks up to you and asks you if you got any joints on you and you say yes, you're probably getting arrested. <laughs> I'm just saying yeah. that uh, it's not a good time, but any guys, Miller with milita- any guys with military uh, haircuts and tie-dye are probably... And a gun. Yeah. The gun should have gave it away, but I was like, nah, I mean, that's Florida. Everyone just... here's got guns. It's hilarious you dressed up like that. <laughs> Why would you dress up like a cop? How ironic. <laughs> but um, even that, there's that one particular uh, Steve Miller band al- uh, album that like I could just... Every song on that album I know, just from driving around in high school and smoking pot. Yeah, no, Steve Miller definitely, definitely tons of hits, mega hits. Yeah, and just like jammy, just like good time music. Whoa, just... take the money and run. Whoa. I always kind of hated Steve Miller, though. Like What? what? <laughs> yeah, tons of hits. He was one of those guys with like tons of hits that I just don't understand why, like, why they were hits. No. Was he the one that sang Space Cowboy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That song is fucking terrible. Well, I just drove around with a lot Same of girls. Same thing with Abracadabra, but it could be. Well, I hung out with a lot with the uh, the twins. Big <laughs> shout out to Lauren Atkins, episode six, Slim Shady Challenge. She'll justify my. Um... Well, if she's a Steve Miller fan, he's got something going on for him. That's right. God damn it. He's got one really hot fan in Tahiti, so. <laughs> and she's got a twin sister, so he's got at least two hot fans. <laughs> but um, yeah, but so Steve Miller, NWA, Chicago, Cheap Trick, Deep Purple. <laughs> but really, good job, NWA. Yeah, but mostly NWA. Because yeah, there's only just... so many hip-hop bands, <laughs> and there's about the Steve Millers and Chicago kind of bands in the Hall of Fame. About yeah, a exactly. dime a dozen, man. Yeah, because that's a funny thing, too. Like, Steve, like what did Steve Miller's band do in recent years to finally push them over the hump for the Hall of Fame? Yeah, like, Deep really. Purple probably hasn't put out an album in fucking 25 years, and like all of a sudden they're like, you know what? Upon listening to Smoke on the Water for the 400th time, you deserve yeah. to be in here, Deep <laughs> Purple. Yeah, my 60-year-old grandson <laughs> is now playing this at his high school band dance and uh i remember how good the song was so good job guys but last year um, i think it was nirvana without kurt copain and the e street band not bruce springsteen 
It was, Bruce like, yeah, it was just the band that he played with. Good Bruce, job. So Bruce Max Weinberg and little there. Stevie got theirs. Exactly. They got theirs. <laughs> How do you have the E Street? Not you, Springsteen. Yeah. You were always holding us back <laughs> with the E Street boys. Yeah. We're, uh, we're legends. We're all the vice versa. Legends. The first time they initiated like Bruce, they're like, Bruce, come to the Hall of Fame. The E Street band, nah, not so much. You yeah. guys are. Another news, too, uh, also getting inducted to the Music Hall of Fame is uh, Pete Rose. He's going to play this a little differently now. He's yeah. getting in some Hall of Fame, goddammit. Those rock and roll. They, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame loves to move their tickets, boy. Yeah, they're Pete honorary Rose, inductee. There's going to be lots of Reds fans at the Hall of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. Honorary inductee Pete Rose. <laughs> Good job, Pete. He's uh, filling in for Easy e in NWA. <laughs> <laughs> Man, fuck the MLB. Man, fuck them. Yeah. But um, hilarious. I always like to end the news sometimes. It's a little hilarious celebrity news. And uh, Christmas is right around the corner. And if you guys remember last year, a big... Uh, one of my favorite Christmas stories, feel-good stories of the year, came out last year on Christmas Day. Yes. When uh, Dustin... a story that some people might have missed, though, because when it happens on Christmas Day, a lot of people are like, have family or whatever. Yeah. They're not on the internet for... They're not know. paying attention to the important things. <laughs> yeah, because, exactly. uh But last year, on Christmas Day... On Christmas Day, in like, a bar. Much like Rocky beating Ivan Drago <laughs> and Rocky Four <IV laughs> on Christmas Day... On Christmas Another Day, another fight took place in a bar, and I think a better fight. But uh, Dustin Diamond got into a bar fight. You might know him as Samuel Screech Powers <laughs> from Saved by the Bell, but he got into a bar fight with a couple and ended up stabbing a dude. Yeah, Screech got into a bar fight and stabbed a dude. I can only hope with like a restaurant knife because <laughs> yeah, like I really a don't sport. think Screech was like keeping a. Screech is rolling hard with a knife on him. That's definitely yeah, him. Him and his robot Kevin were uh, in too deep at the bar. <laughs> and you have to imagine like that's exactly what it was. Is like some drunk asshole was probably like, "Hey, Screech!" Oh, of course. Fuck you, Screech! But that's the funniest part about this one is because like that guy must have been such a huge asshole for Screech to like snap on <laughs> yes. this guy because literally for the past like. However, 15 or 20 years, he can't yeah. go anywhere without getting screech jokes yelled at him. And I don't know if it was a situation where he finally snapped or this guy was being so hilarious ripping on screech. <laughs> yeah, either way, we got to get this guy on the show. Like, <laughs> hats off to you, buddy. Guy that got stabbed by screech. And plus, like, how do you tell your friends that story? Like, oh, you in the hospital, you got stabbed by who? Like, no, nobody. Like, it was screech. <laughs> no, but I think that maybe the guy who told, maybe the, maybe the guy finally broke the news to screech that Zach was banging Lisa off the scenes behind oh, the, the air. And Screech snapped and stabbed the guy. Who's doing what? Lisa wasn't fucking Zach. No. Yeah, or maybe he found out he wasn't the uh, younger brother of Mike D from the Beastie Boys. <laughs> Someone blew his cover. Someone heard our episode and called him on his bullshit. He called him on his lie. Called him hey, on you're his not Mike D's younger brother. Fuck you, I am. <laughs> shank, 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 shank. But the whole thing is that he, uh, you know, it's right around Christmas this time. It's been about a year ago, but he's not even going to. He's uh, he was trying to appeal it. He's not appealing it. So January dropping his appeal after a year. Dropping his appeal January fifteenth. Old Screech is going to jail for four months. Four months of hard time for Screech. Will he survive the inside? <laughs> Will he make another porn movie? <laughs> Some tells me he's going to write a book about it. Yeah, it'll all be in the book. But I'm really hoping Screech turns into like a prison Muslim. <laughs> He just gets like, all wacky as one of those things in his head is fucking like Abdul Muhammad Screech or whatever. <laughs> Abdul like, Muhammad Powers. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be great. I was hoping more of just like a he just dies. Like in breaking news, he was shanked to death in jail. Yeah, I definitely at the very like, least starts a gang. That. There's so many great possibilities that could happen here. Or the rest of the Bayside gang figures out a way to bust him out. But on the other hand, though, like your common criminals, your guys that are like in jail don't necessarily seem like the target demo for Saved by the Bell. So there might be like a lost. He might not have. He might not hold the star power that he should in in jail. I don't know. I like to think we got some geeked up listeners in there. And, uh, <laughs> I think there's some Saved by the Bell fans in there. At least the child molesters will know who he that's is. That's true. Okay, that's a good call. You good got call. child molesters. Good call. He's gonna have to gang up with the child molesters. Yeah, really, because they don't his only fan base. <laughs> he looks too Jewy to hang out with the skinheads, and he's obviously yeah. looks a little too racist <laughs> to hang out with the black guys. Dude, yeah. so. It's child molesters too white for the Screech. blacks. Was too into Lisa for the skinheads. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough ride for Screech in jail, but but uh, so we'll get he... to him in in uh, in future R.I.P. news. Screech going to jail. <laughs> yeah, right? really. Look out for that one. But um, you know that was on Christmas. So while he was getting into bar fights and stabbing people, I was doing one of my favorite things during Christmas and, and having fun and enjoying the, enjoying the season, which I think brings us to this episode's closer look. Close look. Screech should have taken close look. You want to get stabbed or butt raped? Close look. Close look. Close look. Close look. 
break out the telescope, then the microscope, all of your other scopes, it's exactly what you hold. We're gonna look real close, take a closer look, closer look, closer look, closer look. You know, I don't think we've done a closer look without one of us doing the deep voice <laughs> backup interlude. <laughs> Again, that's big, part of the. I thought that was part of the recording. Was the yeah, yeah was us adding our little <laughs> subtext to it. Again, big shout out to uh, Andre Davi, SoundCloud.com backslash Andre Davi. Yeah, episode ten, Andre Davi geeked out game time, suck at MC challenge. But so like we said, Screech is stabbing people during Christmas. But what we're doing, we're watching our favorite Christmas movies, hanging out, having a good time. Yes. So we're gonna take a closer look this episode at. Some of our favorite Christmas movies, some Christmas TV specials, maybe uh, some non-traditional Christmas movies. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because like you talking about Christmas movies, there's, of course, a lot of the iconic Christmas movies. But I feel a huge part about Christmas, especially for us growing up, very into uh, TV and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. All of the TV special Christmas things. Yeah. Where uh, like every episode, every kind of sitcom would have their 90 or every 90 sitcom would have their Christmas special episode. Yeah. And, you know, shows still do it, too. Like Modern Family every year has their Christmas episode. If you you're a running show there's usually the christmas episode yeah and i doubt that this is where it all started but i would definitely say for me the granddaddy of all like tv christmas specials christmas special of the simpsons simpsons christmas special season that's one, how they got or, santa's little helper man that's yeah exactly they got santa's little helper ran away from the track they they got him for finishing in last he was getting beat up finishing in last i think the santa's little helper movie actually even happened before the simpsons show started if i remember correctly like that was the first that thing been the they pilot did of the simpsons was the, the christmas, christmas special. special was the, them doing that because that's how they got but it the had dog. the regular simpsons uh mm-hmm. animation not the weird tracy ullman show simpsons yeah no it was like homer's the, mouth was all crazy and weird yeah. this was like look like the simpsons i think there was a little bit like g- kind of different in the dialogue from how they talked from the regular episodes. of course but yeah bart gets the mom tattoo yes know? that's right that's right that's right they had to spend the christmas money to get it removed that's how they get the dog santa's little helper exactly See, i remember like going like way back and like tv specials like that or just like christmas specials is i remember like he-man even okay yeah even had like a uh Christmas special where like Skeletor finally like broke bread with him because he had the Christmas spirit. Like, yeah. All right, uh, let's all have some ham. I won't ruin the galaxy. Today. And it's like, wait a second, dude. They celebrate Christmas on this foreign <laughs> planet. Like Skeletor's a Christian. Fuck, yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> Meanwhile, Shiro was Jewish, so she didn't get a Christmas special. Yeah, she wasn't invited to the party. He man, kind of a weird one like that is for uh, also just fitting the theme of the day of being Star Wars Eve. But one of the iconic Christmas specials was Star Wars. But that was one of those ones that, like, you yeah. always heard rumors about. And, like, if you have a DVD copy, it's worth, like, thousands of dollars. Well, I don't think it'd be on DVD. It'd probably be VHS. Or, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, VHS. Man. That's true, of course. Or but, Betamax. Or yeah, whatever. it really was. Like, the Christmas special where Chewie comes walking out like a Christmas hat. And R2 and C-3PO are singing. And yeah. I think R2-D2 would But be even good. then, I think Harrison Ford was so big that he's like, I'm not doing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, good luck, Mark Hamill. Yeah. Like, I'll do it. Mark and the Creatures. But I guess getting to some of the uh, actual classics, the uh, not really my faves, but I'd say kind of like the big wig holiday classics, the the home run hitters that you got to go. It's a Wonderful Life and Miracle on 34th Street are the two. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street, I could take. You know, Santa's trying to prove in court that he's not crazy, that he's actually Santa. But It's a Wonderful Life, I don't understand, like, how that is a traditional Christmas movie. Yes. Because it's literally a movie about a guy thinking about offing himself. <laughs> yeah, like, for the entire time thinking about, like, committing money for, like, insurance, for, like, committing suicide to, yeah. like, escape from insurance fraud that he'd committed somehow. Like, And let's be honest, man. Like, he's trying to help his family out, but he's also probably pretty frustrated with him if, like, this is his solution. <laughs> the like, fucking little girl keeps on knocking the banister piece off. Yeah. But... Stop ringing the bell. No angel is going to get his ring. And then in the end, he doesn't even off himself. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. you're going to set me up this boring movie at least end it right like just see i kind of felt the exact opposite because the miracle on 34th street although santa's in it you think it's going to be more cheery or you, you know although yeah, santa's yeah. in it and it's a little bit more cheery way more boring and like stupid you know and at the For end sure. a bunch of, it's like the kill a mockingbird of christmas movies yes exactly like, a 45 minute court case scene is like wait a second yeah i'm supposed to Santa's literally this? like getting cross fucking examined by the prosecutor or whatever but uh 
Then, but Miracle on 34th Street, however, although tragically depressing, absolutely hysterical when you watch it with that mind. When you're not watching, trying to watch it, like getting into the holiday spirit, mm-hmm. and you just watch it because it's like you're buzzed and it's Christmas night and it's on TV. It's Wonderful Life. Yeah, dude, it's hilarious. Yeah. Like George, the, the main guy, George, is just in such shambles and just on the edge <laughs> of disaster the entire movie. And then Potter, like the crusty guy that fucking steals George's money and then yeah. sets him all over there. And when huge he turns Potter it fan, into, by the way. Oh, huge Potter fan. Yeah. And Pottersville would be way better than whatever Glenn Falls or shitty plays there. Yeah, he never thought about killing himself. (laughs) Yeah, Pottersville was Potter's having a great time at Christmas. Big tree, (laughs) family and friends around, tons of money. Yeah, but the... uh when George loses it and yells at his daughter for fucking playing the piano, it could be one of the greatest, like, that's more like Christmas at the Whalen household. Too. Yeah, really. That's the, the most, like, have. realistic look yeah. at a real Christmas, like, family house. <laughs> Absolutely. And then there's other classics, too. You know, you got the Rudolph, the Claymation. What would Christmas be without, like, the terrible Claymation uh, Without movies. seeing advertisements for the Frosty yeah. and Rudolph Fr- Claymation thing. Frosty's wearing the a hat, turns special, I think it's... Of course, like Rudolph's red nose, for some reason makes a noise every time it lights up. <laughs> like, oh my god, I wouldn't want to hang out with that weird yeah. deer either. I don't want hanging out with Rudolph. But yeah, like you said, uh, the peanuts. Of course, there's that another depressing one. Yeah, Charlie Brown's always a bummer with the shitty tree. That's yeah. like that they now market now and sell. People pay like forty dollars <laughs> for like this branch with a bulb on. Like it's the Charlie Brown tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another miserable cartoon. Just terrible. Like there's never an like, upbeat episode of Charlie Brown. Like yeah, maybe Snoopy's up to something semi hilarious, but it's again Charlie Brown like weighing out the options of like should I kill myself? <laughs> like I'm pretty miserable. He's got his third grade wife breaking his balls all the time. Yeah. Lucy or whatever. Yeah, name. really. He's breaking his balls. One of his friends is a dirtbag named Pigpen. The other one is some kid that has like parent issues that always has to walk around with his blanket. <laughs> Man, Peanuts is rough biz, but it's still a classic. Still yeah. a classic Christmas one. But uh, for me, those like yeah, but those are kind of more the uh, the classic. Like exactly, those are kind of the ones that mm. are we always get thrown down our throat every year. But then that kind of brings us to the more contemporary Christmas classics, you know what I mean? Okay. I think there's the two, uh, pr- the two most in the forefront for me, The Christmas Story and then Christmas Vacation. Two totally different movies. Two totally different movies. Both, all they have in common is Christmas, pretty much. Don't be fooled by the... Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, really. But, uh, yeah, Christmas Vacation is on, like, a 24-hour loop on TBS. Christmas Story. Or Christmas Story. Yeah, Christmas Story is on, like, a 24-hour loop on TBS every Christmas. Yeah, which is really, like, how this one make the cake. Like, this is the Christmas movie we all decided we're going to watch 24 hours worth of? Yeah, for real. Now, don't get me wrong. Now, I love that movie. You strike me as someone that probably can't stand Christmas yes. Story. You no, hate especially, it? I do, especially in comparison to Christmas, Christmas Vacation. Vacation. Yeah. So good. Yeah, and it's just very, like, one of those that, you know, probably was funny when it came out, but you're kind of just, like, mm-hmm. supposed to find it more funny because of the... It's like the uh, unwailing Christmas story <laughs> where the family does get along and they do have the big happy Christmas. I always wanted a BB gun and I never you, got one. You never got one? Shitty kid. Well, you should have bitched about it for 24 hours. <laughs> you might have uh, gotten your way. But they, they double dog dare the kid. The kid gets his tongue stuck to the thing. That's yeah, hilarious. no. It's but you're right. A Christmas kind of, Vacation is... It kind uh, of reminds me of like Caddyshack or one of those movies where I know that it's a classic and I can tell that it like is really funny and at the time was probably killer, but it's a little bit dated and doesn't yeah. speak to me as Christmas Vacation speaks to me directly in my soul. My mom doesn't like Christmas Story either. Okay. She's annoyed by the kid. <laughs> she doesn't like the kid. Why 24 hours, too? That's the thing that always bugs her is why do they play this movie 24 hours? There's so many better Christmas movies than The Christmas Story. That's a good point. It is a very valid point for sure. Like Christmas Vacation, like you're saying, which is just great. Just Chevy – speaking of a guy in shambles, Chevy Chase is just like (laughs) the ultimate – just like watching this guy's life just fall apart around him and have it be so hilarious. But Griswold does it a lot better than – he he deals with the rage a lot more than George from It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, he goes in the more homicidal route than suicide. (laughs) The whole thing. Where he's laying out the plan of how he wants to kidnap his boss, <laughs> and you know, cousin, uh, cousin Eddie, just cousin Eddie in the does, it. does it, cousin does it, Eddie does it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm sitting outside the window looking at someone dumping shit. Like, <laughs> great movie, dude. Hilarious movie too, man. Just like just the uh, frustration of all the people around and him just wanting this goddamn swimming pool so bad. It's all he <laughs> wants in the movie is the swimming pool. He's sitting there fantasizing about it. The chicks jumping off the diving board. See now, I though. Love Christmas Vacation. Also love Home Alone. Okay, yes. I forgot to mention Home Alone in the classics. Great Christmas movie. Absolutely. Kid kid thwarts these burglars. And just rewatching it again, I was like, dude, he's killed these guys like multiple times. Yeah, Like he's throwing bricks at them. For sure. 
It's very dangerous movie to like teach kids that it's really funny to have a, like a ten year old throwing bricks at people because yeah. I don't know how my house never got booby trapped Home Alone style. <laughs> yeah, really throwing micro machines everywhere. And see, it's funny you say Home Alone because I kind of what jumps to my head is more Home Alone Two, ah, <laughs> Austin, New York, where Christmas takes place. <laughs> a very closer look movie, Liam, to uh, bring it back to New York, but another another great one. Same exact movie except this time it's in the big city. Yeah, exactly. Instead of the scary shovel guy, there's the creepy pigeon lady. For sure, for sure. But just fun movies, man. Like Yeah, and also kind of, again, they've got that thing where, like, it kind of takes place around Christmas, but it's not, like, necessarily yeah, a Christmas exactly. movie. Like, it's way more about Macaulay Culkin, you know, anytime I hear like, of Dennis Quaid. Or that's another Randy Quaid movie, too, right? Or no, no it's, it's Daniel Stern and yeah. uh, Joe Pesci. Yeah, Daniel Stern, the guy that looks just... He should have been the missing Quaid brother, Daniel <laughs> yeah, Stern. really. Really. Not Dennis, but, but the, wa- uh, the wet water bandits or the sticky bandits. The sticky bandits, the wet water bandits. <laughs> they were, uh, well, there were sticky bandits in the second one. They were the uh, wet bandits in the first the one. The wet bandits in the first one, of course. Well, they're just fun movies, and every time I hear like a song from like Nutcracker, like oh I love this song from the Nutcracker, I'm like you mean the song from Home Alone, obviously, <laughs> like Nutcracker. What I, is that? I would say though that uh, those are kind of like the big established classics for me though. The one that takes like the uh, takes the cake holiday classic must watch every December 24th and 25th. I double dose on the great holiday classic, one of the best movies ever, but Fred Claus. Fred Claus, <laughs> where Vince Vaughn plays the sleazy brother of Santa Claus, <laughs> a holiday classic. A Paul Giamatti is playing Santa Claus in that <laughs> pile of dirt. A cinematic classic, better that than uh, Tim Allen's eight Santa Claus movies. Wrote, 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 and then he gets all fat. Like I, I'm very glad that the Tim Allen like streak of movies and business is over. Yeah, like, that the Tim Allen career has been you officially gave it your all, buddy. <laughs> but we've had enough. Dude. Plus, can Tim Allen really survive in these modern times where like there's Lady Ghostbusters? Yeah. Wasn't like a big part of his stick was like men, men fix ladies. But I'm also Santa Claus, man. I would take Fred Claus oh, oh, oh. over Santa Claus any day of the week. Speaking of maybe another one of the more like contemporary classic Christmas ones, but uh, Elf, Will Ferrell's Elf was classic. a uh, yeah, absolutely even, hysterical. Even if you're not a Will Ferrell fan, I know people that like don't like Will Ferrell and still love Elf. Yeah, it's just Will Ferrell at like his best. It's like his goofy idiot exactly, best, yeah. stealing like, the show, surprised faces, yeah. and like the wow of a child, and just like such an annoying idiot. But it's yeah, hilarious. the wonderment of Will Ferrell. I saw that in the theaters when I was on like winter break from from, from college. Mm-hmm. Got all high and then saw it in the theaters like right around Christmas where all of like the kids were also on. <laughs> and it was literally like me and my friend just joined. It was just like a packed theater full of children. And then us just like laughing way too hard at Will Ferrell. <laughs> but yeah, that's a great one. That's a great one. Like I said, people that don't even like Will Ferrell love that one. Some of the other uh, classics for me, Christmas classics for me, and this one might not be thought of as a Christmas classic, but kind of going more to the takes place around Christmas time. So you can call it a Christmas classic. Even though Santa doesn't give any gifts at the end, but Die Hard. Oh, come on, man. That's a definitely, definitely. <laughs> Actually, I guess he is trying to make it home to see his family on yeah, Christmas. come on, yeah. Everything's lit up. It's a Christmas party is the center of the oh, movie. Exactly, yeah. I think, like, even some of the action, like, scene music, like, kind of, like, splices the Christmas music into it. It's like, it's, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, yes, dude. This is great. But, um... Yeah, man, Die Hard's a great one, too, man. He's running around barefoot. You like action movies. You like Christmas. Oh, man, it's the best of both worlds. It really is. It's a great, great Christmas, off-the-hook Christmas movie. It's where, one... it's where a Christmas vacation meets Die Hard 2. Yeah, really, man. It's Die Hard 1. And that same elk, though, I'd say like another like not traditional, kind of based around Christmas, but uh, Gremlins. Oh, wow, Gremlins is another great one, yes. He gets a Mogwai for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best Christmas gift of all time. But the whole movie is a Christmas movie. It's all Christmas The dog gets strung up by Christmas lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Gremlin itself is a uh, Christmas present. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God, that's a great one. Good job, Devin. We're thinking of Gremlins. (laughs) And even in that same, too, I'll keep going with untraditional ones, but uh, The Ref. With uh, okay, Kevin yes. Spacey and Dennis Leary. Where, where Leary tries to kidnap the family right yeah, around Christmas they're, time. they're like fighting. They're like on the divorce. But it's like, yeah. Kidnaps <laughs> the family on Christmas Eve and like kind of brings the family back together. But hilarious movie. <laughs> very, very funny. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but again, you wouldn't traditionally think of it as a Christmas movie. But exactly. they play it around Christmas. <laughs> and it's uh, weird if you watch it when it's not Christmas. Um, you know, we talked about the TV things too. But this one's just popping in my head. Uh, what about the, uh, oh, well, I guess it would be a movie too. Because they kind of sold it as a movie also. Like a straight to DVD, but the Always Sunny Christmas special. Oh, yes. 
it goes with the modern. It goes with the TV. It does. It does. Hilarious. With, uh, I mean, Frank's Frank's parenting tactic of buying uh, buying all of his children's most desired gifts for himself. Yeah, one of the best. Finding out what his kids <laughs> wants, then buying it for himself and giving them empty boxes <laughs> to teach him a lesson. And it's that whole dirtball gang finding out that like. Charlie's mom was a whore on Christmas every year, and Mac was robbing people's houses for his Christmas presents. Yeah. But I think that'll... um... So that's our favorite Christmas list, and I'm sure there's uh, some we're forgetting, like Bad Santa, you might say. Oh, man, that's a huge one. That one kind of... Not not one of my faves just at this time of year because it really spiraled off the whole SantaCon pub crawl. I feel yeah, is a lot man. inspired by Bad Santa, so that's not good. Got a lot of answers. Hilarious to do. movie. Hilarious. Yeah, movie. Hilarious. If you can make a movie two hours about just cursing into at a kid <laughs> and a midget, yeah, you got sure. my vote. But I'm sure there's ones we're forgetting. I'm sure there's ones you'll love or disagree with. I'm sure Seth has some uh, email to send in about how yeah. Gremlins wasn't actually a Christmas movie. It was a movie about monsters <laughs> fighting machines that were a program. So. Always remember, email us in at thegeekeduppodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your favorite Christmas movies, if you like the ones on our list, ones we might have forgotten. Yeah, all your thoughts about the show, feedback, all that stuff. And that'll do it for this episode, guys. Have a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, great Kwanzaa. <laughs> if there's any other ridiculous December holiday we're forgetting, have a happy one of those. I'm Devin, that's Liam. Remember, yeah. if you don't have to work tomorrow, it's Christmas. Get geeked up. Time to get geeked up. Yep. It's time to get geeked up to stand up. Comics telling you what's up in movies and TV. I know your thugs feel me. Music and gaming. You know what I'm saying. Books and tech. Stuff you ain't up on yet. And if you are hooked, we're gonna go and take a closer look. And I'm sure to say, we always got a different game. Always got a different game. Yep. Woo, baby. Time to get geeked up. Happy holidays, you big geeks.